Hi, everybody. Before we get into this episode, I had to let you know, like I'm literally bursting at the seams, that on March 13th, Scouts Agency is launching something major. We have been working on this for months, all with the intention to serve your business expansion and catapult your brand awareness. Now, If you want to have first access at our early bird pricing plus access to bonuses, sign up on our waitlist at scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. There will be limited spots available, so if you've been ready to go from the plateaued business owner to the visible visionary, you're going to want first access. Again, that's scoutsagency.com slash waitlist. S-C-O-U-T-S-A-G-E-N-C-Y dot com slash waitlist to sign up for first access. I'm bursting at the seams and I know I have to keep this a secret for just a couple weeks longer, so cannot wait. Okay, let's get into the episode. founder and CEO of Scouts Agency, a female-focused PR agency that specializes in getting women as guests on podcasts, and the author of The Emotional Entrepreneur, The Emotional Guidebook to Entrepreneurship. I also live with bipolar disorder. From being a college dropout to business owner, I have garnered up the healing tools from living with a mental illness to build my entrepreneurial life. Welcome to my podcast, where I ramble about mental health tips, entrepreneurial strategies, and mindset shifts so that you can act despite fear and live your life of purpose. I am so honored you are here. Pressing play means that you are ready to feel safe in your emotions. Let's get into the episode, shall we? (sighs) Just had to do a quick, quick, deep, nourishing breath. Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Scout Sobel, the CEO and founder of Scouts Agency, a female-focused PR agency that specializes in getting women as guests on podcasts, as well as the best-selling author of The Emotional Entrepreneur, the ultimate emotional guidebook for female entrepreneurs. I'm sitting here on my couch. It is Monday morning. I had a very, I don't want to say, it's not lazy, slow morning. I feel as if sometimes when I have, well, I always have, I have a very extensive morning routine. It can feel as if it's very regimented, like 20 minutes journaling, 10 minutes meditation, 20 minutes Pilates, 30 minutes going for a walk, you know, 15 minute uh, eating breakfast. I have it pretty nailed down to the five minute zone so that I can get everything in before starting the day and really feel as if I have time for everything. But This morning, I kind of just took it a little bit slower. I wanted to enjoy the walk a little bit more. I wanted to enjoy my coffee a little bit more and really kind of melded into this notion that while I stick to routines quite quite strictly because they sincerely help my mental health on a whole other level, I also get to be a little spontaneous with it. I'm reading um, Supernatural by Joe Dispenza, and he says that our minds can get into very predictable habits and patterns, and then we essentially, our mind will log off and our body will do the automatic thing, like reach for the coffee first and then sit down and do this and then brush your teeth. And so we start living our life on automatic through our habits and routines 
Um, I'm not all the way done with the book. I'm very, very in the beginning. And so I can't completely give a very large explanation as to, you know, why getting out of those habits at times is a good idea. But when I was reading that, I think the main point here is that when we so significantly have a routine, we don't necessarily leave room for some magic, for some spontaneity, for the unknown. Or we become or enter into an automatic autopilot mode where we're not conscious and mindful of the things that we're doing. So it kind of got my head out of the ground and made me think, you know, I have this morning routine and it keeps me regimented and it keeps me um, having good habits consistently to really help my mental health feel as if there's some kind of stability in my life. But I never want to get to a point where my routines become so automatic that I'm not conscious. I'm not present. I'm not being mindful. So I have been practicing and setting the intention of being very mindful with my daily automatic habits and routines so that I can be present for my life, so that I can really absorb the benefits of sitting down and journaling every single morning. I can really absorb the benefits of going for a 30-minute power walk with my dog in the morning where I can absorb the benefits of moving my body to Melissa Wood with her Pilates sessions, eating my breakfast, really biting into my toast and eggs and sautéed spinach and feeling grateful for the nutrients and the flavors that are coming through. So that's something I did today. I got everything in for the most part, but I just felt as if there wasn't this urgency. There wasn't this, I need to be done at a certain time. It allowed for a little bit more fluidity and it allowed for me to really enjoy the things I do in the morning because I've so beautifully placed them into my morning routine for a very, very nourishing reason. Everything I do in the morning, I've created. It serves me. It's in alignment with myself and my highest purpose and my highest self. So I don't want to ever forget to enjoy those moments with clarity, with intention, with presence and mindfulness. So that's a little bit of a tangent um, as to what we're going to be talking about today, but it also fits in so ridiculously beautifully, actually, because today we're going to be talking about the five to nine, not necessarily the nine to five. I know a lot of you out there are entrepreneurs or are entrepreneurial or have entrepreneurial pursuits for your future. And, you know, talking about business and becoming your best self in business and being successful in business, oftentimes we talk about the nine to five kind of realm time frame, which as we all know as entrepreneurs, nine to five is not necessarily the times that we work. But for the sake of this conversation, I'm going to be blocking off the idea of work time and rest time. So work time being nine to five and five to nine being the times that you're not working. So very often we talk about how to optimize that nine to five zone, how to time batch, how to be productive, how to have a clear head, how to, you know, organize your days where Tuesdays are conference call days and Wednesdays are podcast days and Thursdays are team days or whatever it is to really make sure that you are present in each task and that you're getting as much as you can done that moves the needle in a, in a fulfilling way. But in that nine to five and supporting who you are when you show up during that nine to five, I believe the framework for all of that, the success of your day starts 
at five the previous day when you end work, when you close that laptop, when you log off for the day and you ease into dinner time, rest time, social time, whatever it might be. So, you know, I believe the success of your Tuesday morning starts with what you do at the end of your Monday workday. The five to nine, you know, I always I always like to say, is my five to nine supporting my nine to five? Because if I don't have things like eight hours of sleep, if I don't take some time to nur- to um, practice nourishing rest, not just numbing out on Netflix or on my phone, if I'm not working out, if I'm not eating right, if I'm not doing the things that fill my cup up that are totally unrelated to work, I can't show up in Scouts Agency for my team, for this podcast, for OKSIS podcast with a clear mind that is excited and ready to create. So I always talk about this idea of nourishing rest. If you read my book, you probably don't even know how many times I say those two words together, but I really noticed that after a hard, long day of building Scouts Agency, I would plop down on the couch, I would order takeout, and I would scroll and scroll and scroll on Instagram, or I would binge something on Netflix. My phone would be with me to the very last second before I went to bed, and then I would look at it first thing in the morning, and it always kind of felt as if I never, I never felt fully rested. I never felt fully connected. I never felt fully grounded. And I really believe that's because we believe that just because we aren't working, like if you just take the work away, that's resting, that's repairing, that's rejuvenating, that's um, putting you into a different frequency, but not necessarily. If we end work and aren't mindful about our time after work and before work, then those hours of the day can completely actually work against us. They can make us overstimulated. They can add to our anxiety. They can not aid in our physical health. And then we wake up the next day and we're not necessarily feeling our best and that attitude transfers into your work day. So this isn't necessarily when I say my five to nine has to support my nine to five. This isn't necessarily such a conversation of every little thing I do has to um, benefit my business. That's not the way I look at it. I look at it as Everything I do has to benefit my highest self. Everything I do should be in alignment with me and anything that doesn't serve me should exit my life. And that's a really hard thing to come to at times because, you know, maybe you do want to eat the entire pizza on a Wednesday night and drink the bottle of wine on a Wednesday night, but then you wake up the next morning and you don't feel your best, but you chalk it up to treating yourself or decompressing or unwinding, but really the activities that you're doing that feel good in the moment aren't benefiting your mind, your soul, your spirit, your physical health, your energy levels, your inspiration levels, your productivity levels. And I am at a point right now, I'm going through a major, major shedding of what doesn't serve me. And there's a lot of resistance coming up. My body is asking me to no longer consume alcohol, which is something I've kind of thought about for a long time, but never really felt as if that was for me. 
all of a sudden, literally like over fucking night, I don't want a glass of wine. And I used to love a glass of wine. I have tried in the last month to have one here and there. And I take a a couple sips and I just don't want to finish it. It's not meshing with my body. And through this shedding of things that no longer serve me, I'm also getting really, really clean about the food that I eat. Um, really mindful about not just grazing through the day, but giving my digestive system a couple hours in between meals to rest and process and have a break. I am really thinking about the supplements I'm taking. So I got a seed probiotic to help with digestive health because I was feeling lethargic and bloated. And I didn't necessarily want to take a really hard look at my life and say, well, those things that I quote unquote think are decompressing and unwinding and me having fun, meaning two or three glasses of wine with a girlfriend on a Tuesday night while eating a mac and cheese, you know, all that stuff. I categorized that as having fun and enjoying my life, but really what it was was a very quick, cheap fix to making me feel better in that exact moment versus really, really getting in tune with what does my body need, want, and crave on a healthy, soulful, spiritual level. So this new phase of mine, which I will talk about in length later on, um, I voice noted my coach this morning and I was like, listen, I feel as if I am coming out of this crazy, <sighs> I'm literally like, like a fucking gross lizard at you. I hate, ew, I hate reptiles, but we'll go there. I am shedding my skin. I really am into this new version. And there is some resistance when you create new habits that actually serve you. The old habits want to swoop in and they always say, you know, old habits die hard. They want to swoop in and, and, and remind you of the good stuff they have. And then they blanket and kind of disregard all the negative consequences or the side effects that come with that. So I am in that very, very tender, very sacred and very uncomfortable space where I'm being called towards better habits in my life, moving my body every single morning in a major way, not just 10 minutes, you know, like actually really getting in there and going for a 30 minute power walk and then a 20 minutes Pilates session, meditating every single day for at least 10 minutes, eating very clean, waiting hours between each meal, taking my supplements at the right time of day, my probiotic, my multivitamin, my immune system support, etc. All of the stuff, right? Getting really clean with my skincare. It goes on and on. I am in a phase where I am being called to that, but my mind is saying, well, don't get too regimented. You know, still have fun, all of the stuff. But the stuff that quote unquote used to bring me joy and that are socially acceptable forms of having fun, I've noticed right now in this time of my life are not serving me. So, All of this is to go back to the point that from my five to nine, those are my nourishing rest hours. Those are the hours that I fill my spiritual soul up. Those are the hours that I take care of my health. Those are the hours where I get to intimately connect with my loved ones, whether it's my husband, my friends, my family through social time. And so I now look at all of that time, all of those activities as What is going to move the needle today and tomorrow? What's going to make me feel good today and tomorrow? And it's really taking a hard look. This is not 
a podcast episode telling you to never scroll Instagram, to never binge Netflix, to never have a glass of wine, to never eat dairy again in your life, to never, you know, have a full on out Chinese food session. That is not what I am saying. I do those things and we all do those things. I think it's more looking at having those moments be the exception to the rule versus having your habits tied into things that you are labeling as unwinding, you are labeling as decompressing, but they're actually, while they might make you feel good in that exact moment, they aren't going to cater to you waking up the next day and feeling fucking inspired at work. And so for me, it was a question of where do my priorities lay here? What experiences do I want to have in my life? The experiences that I want to have in my life is that from nine to five, I am in flow. I am alert. I am focused. I am ready. I am excited. I am creating. I am connecting within the vehicles of my business, which is just an extension of my purpose. And then from five to nine, I want to fill my soul up in ways that make her feel taken care of and nourished and respected. And that means for me at this at this point in my life, it's gone through many iterations. Right now, it's definitely stripping a lot away that was used to be in my in my peripheral. But for me, that means putting on some bossa nova and cooking a meal with my hands without looking at my phone. It means putting kombucha in a wine glass and feeling fancy or making a ghia non-alcoholic aperitif and feeling fancy and having that little ritual and treat to myself. It means watching TV that is aligned with how I want to feel. So right now I'm watching Parks and Rec because Leslie Nope really inspires me and it's a really feel-good show about loyalty and friendship and work and purpose and it just ma- it's it's my happy place. So I watch a little bit of that I wait for my husband to come home. I spend some time with him and I read in bed before going to sleep. I like to put my phone away. All of these things are all in my book, but that's kind of an example. And if I go out to eat with a friend, it's usually eating on the earlier side. So tonight I'm going out with my friend Lauren, who was on a couple episodes ago about feminine and masculine energies and business. And we're going on the early side. We decided to go somewhere near the beach to have a coastal energy about us and to be in the presence of the ocean. I'll probably have a really beautiful, light, crisp, clean, nourishing salad and probably a hot water and lemon and not drink. And so really being present and intentional with the fact that I get to spend one to two hours with a good friend of mine and get into some deep connection and beautiful conversation. I think that's going to help me come home, get ready for bed and be tired at that point, but filled up. And then in the morning, it's oh one more thing I'll say before the bedtime that I think is so important is in the book Wishes Un- Wishes Fulfilled by Wayne Dyer, he talks about the fact that the way you go to sleep, even the feeling you have before you go to sleep can really impact your next day because if you go to bed anxious or worried or thinking about something that doesn't serve you or is negative, toxic, whatever it is, you will take that into your subconscious while you dream and then you will wake up in that energy. And if that energy is hardwiring itself into your subconscious, then it's deepening those grooves that feel insecure, self-doubt, anxious, afraid, all of the things. And then you'll wake up the next morning within that energy. This literally happened to me last night. Before I went to bed, I thought of a cringy moment where I was so insecure about something I said in a podcast interview, which wasn't even that big of a deal. I just kind of didn't know how to answer a very vanilla, generic 
not controversial at all question. And I didn't feel as if I answered it in a way that was truthful to me. And I, it, it's like, ugh, it makes me want to crawl out of my skin that I did that, even though I literally just, it was literally nothing controversial. It was just the fact that I wasn't speaking my truth and I stumbled over my words and the podcast host knew that wasn't my truth and they cut it out intuitively. Um, but I was just thinking about that and it didn't feel right to me. And then that night I had a dream with that podcast host where I let her down and I disappointed her and then our physical safety was at threat and it was a whole nightmare. So the thoughts and energy you feed yourself before you go to bed are going to deepen into your subconscious, are going to reflect your dreams and the energy that you wake up in. So that's also a really important practice. Of course, it's very difficult to go to bed every single night with perfect feeling ideas. And, you know, we don't want to spiritually bypass where we're at in life. If you are feeling depressed and anxious, there's no need to beat yourself up before you go to bed with, I need to get my mind right before I go to sleep. I think the the lesson here is don't go to bed while you are scrolling on Twitter or scrolling the news or just watching reels or TikTok one after the other, mushing your brain into sensory overload, but rather be a little bit more intentional before you go to bed by reading a good book, by putting on a meditation, um, by doing a breathing exercise. I think that's really going to help you go to sleep in a much more grounded way versus going to bed with everyone else's energy, all the stimulation of the world and all of your insecurities. So, and then when I wake up, my morning routine is a three-hour routine. It is a three-hour routine. And literally this morning, I was thinking to myself, when I have children, what am I going to do? Because I need at least two hours. And I said, well, I'm going to have to figure out a way to wake up earlier, I suppose. We'll see. We'll see what happens when I, when I cross that bridge. But this morning was a three-hour routine. It is filled with journaling, meditating, going for a power walk, doing a Melissa Wood Pilates session, eating a nourishing breakfast, putting on a podcast, um, a piece of content that fuels me, excites me, inspires me versus depletes me or brings any negativity into my mind in the morning. And I take my time with my shower. I dry brush, I exfoliate, I put coconut oil over my body, I gua sha, I ice roll, I do the skincare routine. I just spend time with myself connecting inward. And so this whole episode is really an invitation for you to examine how your five to nine supports your nine to five or hinders your nine to five. And when I say that, I think the bigger metaphor or the bigger message here is how, oh, I just got deja vu. Ooh, I love it when that happens. It happens a lot to me. Um, it's more a question of how do your habits, how do, you, how do your thoughts, how do your actions, how do your rituals, and how do your beliefs fuel, support, and provide a foundation for expansion towards the dream life you want to live, the dream version of you that you want to be? We all have access to creating our lives and creating who we are to be deeply, deeply in alignment with our deepest desires and wishes and dreams, and it starts with how do you treat yourself in your routines and your habits? So I suppose a really great action item that I can leave you with here is write down three things that you do between your five to nine that you believe really set you up every single day to feel good in your own body, in your own mind, in your own spirit and soul. And then write down one habit that doesn't serve you. One habit. 
I don't need a list of three and you don't need to do a list of five and get all crazy. I'm talking one habit that you do between your five to nine that you can directly link towards an uncomfortable feeling or not being alert or your sharpest that comes to fruition the next day and try to remove that from your routine for two weeks and see how it feels. Try to remove that from your routine for two weeks and see how that feels. Okay, I think that's it. I am done rambling on this musing today. I hope you liked this episode and I will see you next week. I hope this episode has landed with you in the perfect timing that you need it. I hope that it gives you the courage to chase after your dreams and purpose. If you are so willing, I would be honored if you would text this episode to a friend, if you would rate the podcast five stars and write a review, and follow me on Instagram at Scout Sobel. Over there, you can find links to sign up for my newsletter, which is also in the show notes, and get involved in all of my offerings, from Scout's agency to OKSIS podcast to this podcast. If you're looking for a deeper dive of my work, you can find my debut book, The Emotional Entrepreneur, on Amazon. I am so appreciative you are here, and I will see you on the next episode.